Blessed Assurance and welcome to Kingdom Christian Fellowship, KCF. We reveal the reality of the Kingdom of God and Christ Jesus in the lives of people all over the world. As you listen to this message, we pray that you are blessed and inspired to improve your relevance in the Kingdom of God. So you guys said you are doing prayer conference, eh? And your theme is the Holy Spirit. I, 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 I mean the summary, okay, of everything is the Holy Spirit bringing us into the place of Christ. Is that not so? Now the Bible says that now the Spirit helpeth our infirmity. For we know not what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself maketh intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the heart knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit and make it intercession to the Father according to the will of God. Hallelujah. And because of that, Paul said, and, and he said that, and because of this, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are the called according to his purpose. For them that he did foreknow, he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. So, before Paul got, those that God foreknew, and he predestinated them to be conformed to the image of the son, it was in relation to the Holy Spirit helping help in our infirmities. Do we see that? Can we go to that place? Romans chapter 8 from verse 26. He said, likewise, the Spirit helpeth our infirmities. For we know, so these are the two infirmities that we have in prayer. One is that we don't know what to pray for. One. Because as, as powerful as your brain is, it is so limited. Your brain doesn't have capacity to know what will take place in the next two hours. Hallelujah. Can you? You don't know. Hallelujah. So sometimes you can say, ah, but I saw this guy yes, just, just yesterday, but he's dead. As you are sitting down right, right now, if your phone okay, Somebody can be calling you right now, but you don't know. Is that not so? Somebody may have sent you a text right now, but you don't know. Very good. So there is, the, the human being is a bag of infirmity. It's a bag of what? Limitations. And one of these limitations is a scene during the time of prayer. And in prayer, we do not what? know what to pray for. And the thing is that even when I come to know what to pray for, I do not know how to offer the prayers. Hallelujah. Because we know that in the book of Ezekiel, God was the one. He said, say unto this guy. He said, command, say, he said, uh, son of man, say, let the dry bones come. So it was God that was putting the words. So Ezekiel was carried to the, the, the valley of dry bones. And he knew that God wanted this to, 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 to raise an army. So he knew what to pray for. But God had to put the words inside his mouth. Because if you don't pray, there are certain vocabularies that carry weight that God wants to hear. Are we okay with that? So, the Bible says that what? With things we do speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but in the things that the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things to spiritual. That's not what it says. It says, interpreting spiritual things to spiritual men. So, I can know to pray for my marriage, but how to live that prayer that it will make significance in heaven becomes a problem. So, two things. I don't know what. Are we here? You see, me, I'm a teacher. I teach physics.
stormers too. You understand that? And in today's time. So when we are teaching, we need interaction. Are we okay with that? So I said, what? We have limitation. And the limitation in prayer is that what? We don't know what to pray for. And even if we come to know, we don't know what? How to pray. So he said what? For we know not what to pray for as we ought. But the spirit maketh what? Intercession for us with groanings that cannot be what? Altered. And the Bible says that, and he that searcheth the heart, knoweth what is the mind of the spirit, and maketh intercession for us according to what? The will of God. Now because the will of God is a mystery. When Jesus Christ was about to teach the people on prayer, he said something. He said, when you pray, say, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now in the Greek, this is the way it reads. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name on earth as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So, the Father in heaven wants three things to be done on earth as they do it in heaven. So, there is a way that the angels hallow God's name. How they glorify God. And the Father wants us to know so that we can imitate that same protocol that is in heaven. Do you understand that? So, we hallow God's name. So, it means that if you get revelation into how God is hallowed in the realm of the spirit, during worship, you cannot be typing on your phone. Because in heaven, we don't do that. Hallelujah. Now, because... Anything that doesn't come down from heaven cannot ascend to heaven. It doesn't have the capacity. Do you understand what I'm saying? So if you don't do things the way they are done in heaven, whatever you are doing on earth, that is not mimicking what is done in heaven, cannot ascend to heaven. So it means that your worship is within this jurisdiction. It is not even leaving this room. Hallelujah. And one of the things he said what? Let your kingdom come as it is in heaven on earth. And let your will as it is in heaven be done on earth. So God's will is where? in heaven. So, one of the things that we don't know God's will for our life. Some of you, you have already chosen who you want to marry. You have gone ahead of God. You have chosen. But maybe that woman could be a strange woman. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So, the Bible says that when the Holy Ghost begins to groan, Jesus, who is the high priest. Okay? Begins to search the heart of the spirit. And he picks up the things that the Holy Ghost is speaking. Because the Bible said, that, he said, uh, um, um, I have not seen, neither ear heard, nor has entered into heart of man what the Lord has prepared for they that love him. But he has revealed it unto us by what? The spirit. For the spirit what? Searcheth all things. Yea, the deep things of God. For which man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him. Even so, no man knoweth the things of God by the spirit of God. Hallelujah. So, you wake up in the morning, and maybe you have a friend who will die in two hours' time. But you don't know. Hallelujah. And the will of God for that friend is that that friend shouldn't die. But you're waking up and then you're praying, Father, this exam that is coming, you are off. Father, this exam that is coming, hey, Father, I will not see top oh. Father, hey, daddy, take it, take it. Mention one of your courses. What, 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 what course do you do? What, intro, intro, intro finance. Intro to finance. Sorry to father. This paper that I wrote. Meanwhile, in two hours time, my friend is about to die. 
Hallelujah. So, God wants somebody to intercede because without intercession, God's hands are tied. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that what? So, the Holy Spirit, so, you, you, are, you may be, you want to be praying about the exam, but the exam is not needful now. You can fill your paper and come and write again. It's not a problem. But that friend will die and will not come back again. Is that not so? But meanwhile, if you intercede for that friend, you will not fail in the name of Jesus. Aha. Uh-huh. So now, you begin to pray. And the Bible says, so it is the Holy Ghost that knows all things because he's omniscient. So he knows that God wants to save this guy. But this guy is about to die. So the Holy Spirit picks that up and begins to groom. And now Jesus begins to search the heart and picks that thing up and presents it before the Father. And the Bible says that because of this thing that happens between the believer through whom the Holy Ghost prays and groans with words that are not, with, with words that are inarticulate. And Jesus picking up and presenting it to the Father. But the Bible says what? All things will work what? together for good to what? To them that what? Love God. It is because of this ministry of the Holy Ghost. All things will what? Work together for good. To them that love God. And to what? To them who are the called according to his purpose. He said, for they that he did for know, he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of the Son. Oh, daddy, so far, let's say, how about those? Hallelujah. To be conformed to what? The image of the Son. And it is through this ministry of what? Intercession. Hallelujah. Are you being blessed? Hallelujah. So today, the title of my message is The Flowing and the Building. The flowing. That's why we're singing. When the river flows, it begins to bring every dead thing to life. It's a life-giving river. Oh, let it flow right here, right now. So the flowing and the building. What? The flowing and what? The building. The flowing and the building. The flowing and the building. Can I, can I have some people reading scriptures? Ezekiel chapter 46, verse 1 to 12. So give the microphone. Ezekiel chapter 47, verse 1 to 12. John chapter 4, verse 10 to 14. So p- different people should open different parts. We can read NKJV. If you have a powerful voice and you don't need a microphone, you can get up and just read for us. So John chapter 7, verse 37. To 39. John 4, 10 to 14. I wish people from different parts of the room will, will read because I want to know whether everybody's attentive. So John chapter 7, verse 37 to 39. John chapter 4, verse 10 to 14. Ezekiel chapter 47, verse 1 to 12. And then Mark 16, verse 15 to 20. John 47, 37, 39. Yes. On the last day, mm-hmm. that great day of the feast, mm-hmm. Jesus stood and cried out, mm-hmm. saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scriptures have said, out of his heart shall flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, mm. whom those believing in him would receive. Mm-hmm. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, okay. because Jesus was not yet glorified. Perfectly. So now, if the Bible is yours, you see... 
as much as technology has increased, try to get hard copy diamond and hard copy wood. Okay, there is is is, is two. I mean, you can you can still be keeping because maybe sometimes when your notebook lost, you don't uh, like uh, uh, iPad. You can you go to say you have a cloud. I don't know where that cloud is that you can upload things there. Yes, okay, so it's fine, but. As much as possible, try to get. So I want you to, in that scripture that we read, I want you to write. I want you to underline something. He that test, let him come unto me and drink. So underline test and drink. Underline test and drink. And it says that as the scriptures have said, he that believeth, out of his bellies shall flow rivers of living water. So underline all that part. If, if you cannot underline, then underline. I mean, highlight all those scriptures. It's very good. And highlight all of them. But I mean, you can bring your iPad to church, or you can bring it to church. You can use your phone. But I'm saying that as much as you are doing this, always get a hard copy Bible. Okay, in a notebook. Okay, very good. It's fine. So, he said, out of his belly shall flow what? Rivers of living waters. Then John went to say something. John interpreted this thing and said that what? This is speak of the spirit. Okay, that should come upon them that believe. But that spirit has not come yet because what? Jesus Christ is not what? Glorified. So underline, Jesus Christ is not glorified. Jesus Christ is not glorified. Who is the next person that wants to read? All right? Nazik, right? Powerful. Yes. Yes. So underline this. He brought me back to the door of the temple. Underline that. Yes, let's continue. And there was water mm. flowing from under the threshold of the temple mm. towards the sea. Mm. But the porch of the temple was closed. The water was flowing from under the right side of the altar. Okay. South of the altar. Mm. He brought me out by way of the north gate and led me around to the outer to the outer temple at the east. Mm. All right, so underline measure. Measure. So it means that there is in the in the spirit, there is a way we can measure a man's spiritual stature. Do you understand that? Okay. Now there are angels all around your life. Every time you see, every time you do spiritual things, okay. Now in the realm the in, in the spirit. The Bible speaks about losing to gain. Do you understand? Okay. The Bible says that he that loses his soul shall find it. But he that keeps his soul shall what? Lose it. So it is a principle in the spirit. Everything I lose in the flesh, I gain something in the spirit. Do you understand? Okay. So there was time for to go and watch Champions League. But I left Champions League to go and pray. I gained stature. Do you understand? Okay, very good. Perfectly. All right. Now let's continue. And he brought me through the water. Mm -hmm. The water came to me. Mm -hmm. Again, he measured one thousand and brought me through the water. The water came up to my knees. Again, he measured one thousand and brought me through. Mm. The water came up to my waist. Again, he measured one thousand and it was a river mm. such as I could not count. Mm. For the water was deep. 
water engage one mustard seed. I remember that so well in school. Mm. He said to me, son of man, have you believed? Um, and he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. Mm. When I returned, there along the bank of the river were very many trees on the side of the water. Okay. Then he said to me, this water flows toward the city Gideon, goes down into the valley and enters the city. When it reaches the sea, its waters are choked. When it, underline that. When it reached the what? The sea, it what? Its waters are healed. So underline that one too. Let's continue. And it shall be that every living thing that moves, mm. wherever the rivers go, mm. will know. Mm. There will be a very great multitude. So now let's, let's is that wherever this river goes, every living thing will live. That is the tautology. Is that not so? Every living thing, the thing's already living. How would it live again? So underline that one. Is that wherever the river go goes, okay, every living thing that moves shall, shall what? Live. Very good. Let's continue. There will be a very great multitude of fish mm. because these waters go there, for they will be healed and everything will live wherever the river goes. Very good. I liked it. It shall be that fishermen will stand by themselves and deadly serpents of brass. There will be places of serving their their fish will be the same, will be of the same kind as the fish of the great sea, exceeding in number, but the storms and marshes will not be great. They will be given over to storms. Along the bank of the river, on this side and that, will grow all kinds of trees useful. So, on the line, will grow all kinds of trees useful. Okay. Yes. Continue. Amen. All right, the next scripture. Yes, Sean. John 4.10 Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him mm -hmm. will never thirst. Mm. But the water that I shall give him, but the water that I shall give him, will become in him a fountain of water, will become in him a fountain of water, mm -hmm. springing up into everlasting life. Springing up into everlasting life. So underline what Jesus told the woman. Then the very last scripture, Mark chapter 16, verse 15 to 20. Yeah, go on. Mark chapter 16, verse 15, 20. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will take up serpents. Let's underline. He said there are certain signs that are follow people that believe. Are we okay with that? Now, in the scripture that we read at John chapter 7, he said that he that believeth unto me, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters. Is that not so? Now, this, the Bible says that these are the signs that shall 
followed them that believed. And he said, first one, they will cast out demons. The next one, they will speak with new tongues. They will speak with new tongues. Underline that one too. They will take up serpents. They will pick up serpents. Underline that. And if they drink anything deadly, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it will by no means hurt them. Very good. They will lay hands on the sick mm. and they will recover. Mm. So then, after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven okay. and sat down at the right hand of God. And he went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with him and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. Amen. Now, we read Ezekiel chapter 47. Now, Ezekiel was a prophet, okay, that saw far beyond his age, he saw into the time of grace. So in Ezekiel, he said that what? And I shall cleanse you from what? Your idols. And I'll change your stony heart and give you a heart of flesh. And I'll put my spirit within you that you may do what? My will. Are we okay with that? So Ezekiel was the one that discovered the New Testament with Jeremiah and spoke about it. So he was a prophet that saw many generations and into deep ages. Hallelujah. And one of the things that he also saw, he saw a temple. And at the door of the temple was a river flowing. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that as the river flowed, there was an angel that always brought a rod to measure the volume of the water. Is that not so? And the Bible said that this river flowed to a particular place. And what the, the mission of the river was that it was supposed to heal. Are we okay with that? Okay. Now, when we go to Revelation chapter 22, we also see a particular river coming from the throne of God. And the Bible says that this river, where this river is a river of what? Living waters. And at the edges of this river, or at the banks of this river, was found the tree of life. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, this temple that Ezekiel saw was actually us. Because it was Paul that told us that what? Know ye not that your body is what? The temple of the Lord. Now, Moses began, we had the tabernacle first of all, before we came to the temple. Okay? Now, the way the tabernacle was constructed was that Moses had to go to Mount Horeb. For 40 days, he was in the cloud of God. And the Bible says that Moses saw God face to face. And when Moses was coming back, God told him that, there are certain things that I've shown you in the mount. Make sure that you do all things according to the pattern shown thee in the mount. So he came back and built the tabernacle according as it was revealed in him, to him on the mountain. And the tabernacle had what we call the outer court, the inner court, and the holy of holies. Is that not so? Are we okay with that? Okay, very good. Now the outer court, everybody could go there. When you enter the outer court, the outer court had only one gate, showing that Jesus, there is only one way to the Father. Okay? But Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father except through me. So after that, after you enter into the, um, the tabernacle, you see what we call the altar of judgment. Okay? Or the altar where they, 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 they offer the sacrifices. But when you leave that place, you are entering into the holy place. What we call the inner court. In the inner court, you see the table of showbread. You see the altar of incense. And then the lampstand. But immediately after the holy place, there is a thick veil separating the holy place from the holy of holies immediately you enter the holy of holies you see so the outer court the, the light for the outer court was the sun 
But the life for the inner court came from the lampstand that was standing. And the priests were giving charge that they should make sure that this light never goes out. So always they, they put oil into the lamp. But when you go into the inner place or the Holy of Holies, the presence or the light there was from the Shekinah glory. And that is where we, we have what, that is where the Ark of the Covenant was. And the Bible said that no man could enter that place. And even the high priests that were consecrated and anointed to enter the, that place, they entered there once a year, carefully. So that when the high priest is going, there are bells around his feet and the rope is tied to his neck. So that in case he goes there and God's glory strikes him, nobody can go there. So they pull him out. So that place was a hallowed place. God's Shekinah glory was the very light that was abiding there. And within the Ark of the Covenant were the tables of the commandment. A golden pot that contained one omer of the manna. And then the rod of Aaron that budded. So Moses saw this, and God said that when they were building the temple, they built the same temple in that same dimension. Outer court, inner court, holy of holies. And it was Paul that told us that that thing that Moses saw in the mountain, that temple was actually the way God made man. Because man is tripartite in nature, spirit, soul, and body. So Paul prayed a prayer in uh, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23. He said, I pray that the God sanctify you holy, and may he sanctify your spirit, your soul, and what? Your body. Hallelujah. Now, when Ezekiel saw this temple, he said what? There was a water coming from the south side of the altar. Hallelujah. Are you, are you, are you getting to where we are talking about? He said what? He saw water what? Coming out from what? The south side, from the what? The south side of the altar. Hallelujah. And the altar is your spirit, the heart, your heart. Amen. Now, so as Ezekiel saw that temple, that temple was producing water. And that temple was not without water because that temple was, was producing water. And that water was going. The water was increasing. So it got to a place where it was it now moved into the Dead Sea and it was healing everything that was on its path. It means that God's purpose for man is that what? There must be water continually flowing through him. And John was the one that told us that this water actually is what? The flow of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Now, Jesus Christ said two things. When he was that great day of the feast, he said what? He that believeth, let him come unto me and drink. There is first drinking. So a man needs to first of all drink. Then he came back. Secondly, he said what? He that believeth unto me, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters. So there was an invitation first to drink before out of our belly shall flow rivers of living waters. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus also told the woman that this water I give you, you shall not test, but the water shall become a well that bubbles forth unto eternal life. So, there is an initial invitation to come and drink, and that speaks of we coming to Christ for salvation. He said in, in, in um, Isaiah chapter 12, the Bible said what? With joy shall you fetch out from the wells of salvation. So salvation itself is a well within us. So we have been invited to drink. So when I was saved, it was the Holy Spirit that came into my heart. Is that not so? You know about the, 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 the process of salvation. You know about salvation, right? You know about salvation. Very good. That it was the Holy Spirit that came 
that make it possible. But the Bible says what? He that is born of the spirit and the water. So it was the Holy Ghost that gave birth to us and prepared our spirit and came to stay inside us. But after that invitation to drink, there must now be what? A place where out of our belly shall flow what? Rivers of what? Of living waters. And the Bible says that this was the Holy Ghost. Now, when we go to the book of Mark, Jesus Christ, who was about, now Jesus Christ, there are certain things that happened to him. Now, he was given birth to, is that not so? He died, is that not so? He was buried, he resurrected, he ascended, and he was enthroned. So, all the gospel is about this thing, the birth, but the, the essence of the gospel begins from what? The death, the burial, the resurrection, the ascension, and the enthronement. Is that not so? You must know these things, you must know them as a Christian. They are basics. Otherwise, you are not moving anywhere with your Christian life. Paul said, For when for the time you ought to have been teachers, ye have need again that one teach you again, which be what? The first principles of the oracles of God. He said, For everyone that drinketh milk is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them who are full age. So there is an appointed time that everybody should come to full age. So if at now you don't know the way your salvation occurred, you are far behind as a Christian. And you are causing loss to the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So now, in that day when Jesus Christ was about to ascend to heaven, he now came and was given a final charge. And the charge he told them that they should go and preach the gospel. And anyone that believes there are certain signs that shall follow them. He said what? They shall cast out devils and they shall speak with new tongues. They shall pick up serpents. If they drink anything deadly, it shall not harm them. They shall lay their hands upon the sick and they shall what? Recover. These are the signs that shall follow what? Anybody that believes. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus said that if I also believe, out of my belly shall flow rivers of living waters. And this river, rivers of living waters, John told us the spirit. Now, in Acts chapter 2, the Bible said that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all gathered in one place with one accord. And there was a sound from heaven as of the sound of a mighty rushing wind. And they sat upon their head, cloven tongues like as of fire. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in tongues. So the day that the Holy Ghost came, the Holy Ghost was actually supposed to produce a lot of signs. One of them is that by the Holy Ghost, we can cast out demons. By the Holy Ghost, we can do what? We can pick up serpents. By the Holy Ghost, we can drink things that are deadly and nothing shall happen to us. And by the Holy Ghost, we shall lay our hands upon the sick. Not pray for the sick, but what? Lay our hands upon the sick and they shall recover. But on the day that the Holy Ghost came, he came with only one sign. And that sign was speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. He came with what? One sign. And they what? They spoke in, in what? In tongues. As the spirit gave them what? Utterance. Because what? Tongue speaking is that which opens all other manifestations. So, when the Holy Ghost came, the only way that he came was what? Speaking in tongues. Because when this thing is activated upon the life of the believer, all the other times shall follow the tongue speaking. Hallelujah. Now, because the Holy Ghost, when he came, was the well. He 
came up as a well. But that is not how it's supposed to be. He's a flowing spirit. So he needs to flow. And so he brought an he brought what, uh, what do we call this thing? Um, an accessory. An accessory is something that aids another thing to function well. Is that also? Your battery is an accessory. Is that also? Or your charger and all those other things. So they aid a particular thing that you have brought to function well. Now, because the Holy Ghost came and his mission or to function well means that he has to flow like a river out of us. He brought an accessory that can aid him to that work. And that accessory was what? Speaking in new tongues. Now, meanwhile, there could be a lot of us that the Holy Spirit is still like a pool inside us. From the day we were born again, he has never flowed out of us. So, there is no healing in your life. Your academic is under depression. Because what? There is no flowing of the river to heal every aspect of your life. Your body itself is full of infirmities. You are sick today. Your family is, is sick. People are dying around you. Why? Because the spirit is still what? A well. It's not a river flowing. But the Bible said what? When he came, he brought a sign so that what? We can what? Speak in tongues. So, speaking in tongues is the accessory that the Holy Ghost brought so that what? He will be able to flow out of our bellies. The Bible says that what? You shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. That's what Jesus Christ told them. So, every believer has a form of power. Hallelujah. Every believer has what? A form of power. Now, but the fact that you were born again, you were given power. So, Paul said that, and to know what is the greatness of his power to us what that believe, according to the working of his mighty power, when he wrought Christ from the dead. So, there is a mighty power inside you. But that mighty power is potential energy. It is called dunamis. It comes as a result of inheritance. And because I was born by God, I have his DNA. So, the things that make up God is inside me. So, I have that dunamis inside me by this potential power. And that dynamis is the word that we get, the word dynamo. And you know dynamo is used for what? When we are doing construction, they used to break rocks. That is, that, that is, that is, the, that is the power inside you. But that power, a well, it doesn't flow. So, even though you are a warehouse of power, and the Bible says something, that I spoke, we spoke about what? Jesus Christ, what? Dying, resurrecting, ascending and being enthroned. When Jesus was enthroned, when he sat upon the throne, when he was seated, the father gave him a promise. And the promise that the father gave him that, he said what? The Lord said unto my Lord in Psalm 110, sit thou at my right hand until I make thy enemies thy footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. Rule thou in the midst of thy enemies. So, when Jesus went to heaven, before he sat down, the father told him that what? He is going to subdue all his enemies under his foot. But the way he was going to submit what? He was going to put all his enemies under his foot was that he sent the rod of his strength out of Zion. Rule down in the midst of, the, of, of thine enemies. So the day that Jesus Christ sat down, the Holy Ghost, who is the rod of strength, came down. And the mission of the Holy Ghost is that he has to make sure that what? All the enemies of Christ will be put under his feet. And that work that the Holy Ghost came, he came to do that in partnership with something called the body of Christ, which you are part of. 
So there is an assignment upon what? Your life. And that assignment is that what? All things must be under your feet. But that comes through what? Partnership with what? The Holy Ghost. And so most of us, we are making God a liar by not fulfilling the promise that he gave to his son. Bible says in Ephesians, and he has given him to be the head of the church, the body of him, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. So Jesus is the head of the church. And the day Jesus died, the cloth that they used to, to, to wrap him, there was a napkin for his head, the robe for his body. When Jesus died, in his tomb, he took the one that they used to cover his head and he folded it and put When Jesus died, okay, there were two things that happened. They, when those days people died, they covered their head with a different material and covered their body with a different one. So when Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead, the one that was used to cover his head, he folded it. But the one that was used to cover his body, he didn't, he didn't do it. He left it there. And Jesus Christ learned this from carpentry. Because in, in ancient Hebrew, anytime I'm an artisan, and I'm doing something. I'm doing maybe a work. I'm building a table. Okay? Immediately I'm done. I, I fold the cloth that I used to clean my sweat. And I put it on it to show everyone that I'm done with my work. So Jesus, when he folded his head, he means that he as the head, he's done. He has, he has, that is why on the cross he said what? It is finished. It has, he's done with his work. But the body, the, the thing that was used to wrap his body, he didn't finish. Because the body, it is left with your work to do. And that work is that what? You need to what? Submit or subdue all enemies. What? Under you. And so, in the day of your salvation, you came to drink and a well was put inside you. When the Holy Ghost was coming, he came with an accessory called what? Speaking in what? Tongues. So, speaking in tongues is an accessory. It is like something that that is like a dam. Okay, so you were you were a dam, but speaking in tongues is like what opening that dam for that water to flow out. So every time when you sit down and you are praying in tongues, all you are doing is that you are converting a well into a river. Any any let me tell you something. Oh, Kabis Ikadosh Salakada. He said, he that believeth on me, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall pick up serpents. They shall, if they drink anything deadly, it shall not harm them. They shall lay their hands upon. But when the Holy Ghost was coming, he came with only one sign. Hallelujah. The church, you are weak because you don't speak in tongues. You are what? You are dying because what? And it looks like Satan is so powerful. Hallelujah. It looks like what? Why? Because you are not engaging something called what? Speaking in what? In tongues. Hallelujah. Now, can somebody read this for me? First Corinthians chapter 14. Read it. Um, amplified version. First Corinthians chapter 14. First Corinthians chapter 14. Yes. Amplified. From verse 1. 
pursue this love mm-hmm. with eagerness. Mm. Make it your goal. Mm-hmm. Yes, earnestly desire and cultivate the spiritual gifts mm-hmm. to be used by believers mm-hmm. for the benefit of the church, mm. but especially that you may prophesy okay. to foretell the future, to speak a new message from God to the people. For one who speaks in an unknown tongue does not speak to people. Now, the Bible said what? He that what? Speaketh in an unknown tongue what? Does not speak to God. But speaketh to what? It does not speak to man, but it speaketh to what? God. God. And then what? For no one understands him. For no him. one understands him. Uh-huh. Or catches his meaning. Yes. But by the Spirit. But by the Spirit. He speaks mysteries. He speaks mysteries. Now, watch here. Now, watch here carefully. Are you reading AMPC? Regular Amplified. No, give me AMPC. AMPC. Class, classic. He who speaks in a strange tongue mm-hmm. edifies and improves himself. Edifies and what? Improves himself. Eh? But he who prophesies, yes. interpreting the divine will mm-hmm. and purpose and teaching with inspiration, mm-hmm. edifies and improves the church. Very now, what the Bible, I want you to read the place that says that um, they speak mysteries unto God. Verse yes. 2. Very good. Verse 2. Yes. For one who speaks in an unknown tongue. Now, watch here. Uh-huh. One who speaks in an unknown tongue. Uh-huh. Speaks not to men. Speaks not to men. But to God. But to God. For no one understands. For no man what? Understands. Uh-huh. Or catches his meaning. Or catches his meaning. Because in the Holy Spirit. Because in the Holy Spirit. He utters secret truth. He utters what? Secret what? Truth. And I told you one thing. When we are talking about what? being conformed to the image of the son. That I told you that what? The conformation of the image of the son is dependent on the work of the Holy Ghost as an intercessor who prays through us. Is that what I said? Now let's go to Romans chapter 8 verse 26. Romans chapter 8 verse 26. Romans 8 26. Yes. Yes. Same amplified classic. Yes please. So to the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness. For we do not know what prayer to offer nor how to offer it worthily as we ought. Mm -hmm. But the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication Mm -hmm. and pleads in our behalf Mm -hmm. with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for us. Yearnings and groanings. How do you groan? Have you seen what is the meaning of groan? What's the meaning of groan? The sound now. Somebody, you we have Google now. All of you have technology. Let's find out. What was the meaning of groan? Denoting a deep, inarticulate sound conveying pain, distress, pain, despair, and pleasure. What you are saying that that thing is very is inarticulate. So, as the the person can be praying. Because we said that groaning comes from pain. So when you go to the hospital, have you ever gone to the hospital before? You can see people with problems say, <sighs> now those things are inarticulate. And those are the those are the, the, the vocabulary that the Holy Ghost does and please to meet the supplication of the Father. Continue. And he who sets the hearts of men. And he who set the heart of men mm-hmm. knows what is in the mind of the Holy Spirit. What knows what is what? 
in the mind of the, but we know that it is the Holy Spirit that searches all things. Is that not so? So he begins to search the things, and as he searches the things and knows the will of the Father, he now begins to make what intercession for us. And Jesus, who is seated at the right hand, begins to search the heart and the mind of the Holy Spirit. And what does he do? What is his what his intent is? Very good. The Spirit intercedes mm-hmm. and pleads. Very good. Before God, mm-hmm. in behalf of the saints. According to and in harmony with God's will. According to what? And in harmony with what? God will. And then continue. We are assured and know that God being a partner in their labor, all things work together and are fitting into a plan. Change, then change the version to uh, KJV. Okay. And we know that. And we know. And is what? In, in grammar, what is end? Is it not a conjunction? conjunction. So, and what? Because of that. We know that what? All things. All things what? Work, work together. To, so the, 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 the possibility of all things working together for your good is by the ministry of the Holy Spirit coming out and making all trances. With groanings that cannot what? Or did. And the Bible says that he that speaketh in an unknown tongue what? Improves himself. Now the word edify comes from the word building. Hallelujah. It comes from what? The word what? Building. So it means that when you are sitting down and you are sitting down, you are doing katikos, ekatus, two things are, are happening. Once you are building yourself, the Holy Ghost is flowing. Now, the reason why God wants you to build yourself is because God has a mission. And the mission, Paul prayed a particular prayer, said, for this cause, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom um, Ephesians chapter 3 from verse, from verse 14 said for this cause I bow my knees to the father of all who is in heaven that he may grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your heart by faith that ye be rooted and grounded in love may be able to complain with all saints what is the length and the breadth and the height and the depth and to know the life of Christ with perfect knowledge that ye might be filled with what all the fullness of what? God. He might be filled with what? All the fullness of God. Now, this, how God's mission is that the believer should be filled with all fullness. But the way by which the believer can be filled with all fullness is by the believer building. God doesn't do overflow. So, if you have small capacity, if your building is small, he'll give you small. But as you speak in tongues for two hours, three hours, and you enlarge that building, you are now filled with the fullness of God. And the fullness of God that you are filled with determines the quantity of water that will flow through you. You don't know the power of tongues. Like, and you see, how, because tongue speaking is so important, God made it in such a way that you can be speaking in tongues and doing other things at the same time. Because the Bible said that what, when you are speaking in tongues, your mind is unfruitful. Have you heard that book before? You've heard that. So your mind is unfruitful. So it means that you can be studying and speaking in tongues. You can be studying and reading the Bible. You can be praying in tongues and reading the Bible. You can be in the kitchen and as you are pouring the palm oil, you are cutting onions, you are speaking in tongues. So the Bible says, what? Pray always without ceasing. Because this gift, this gift came by own fullness. I can be, I can be speaking in tongues and walking to lecture hall. As if in the lecture is teaching, I can be speaking in tongues. Because my mind is focused on, the Bible says what? When you are speaking, your mind is what? Unfruitful. 
Thank you for listening to this message. If you were blessed by this, share it with someone and be an agent of impactful change for the kingdom of God. God bless you.